Jesus. Decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I'm Nolzi Lee. And I am Danny. And this week, what is your problem now? You know, like, I did tell you guys that we were going to stop letting Danny choose the topics. Nope. I did. And, like, I haven't followed through on that. <laughs> I haven't. Nope. And now you guys need to prepare to be disgusted. If you're eating something, please. It's variety. Throw it away because you won't even want to eat it later. If you're drinking anything, please spill it. This is revenge for last week's topic. You liked it. <laughs> no, at the end I did like it, but I felt I needed to just... You know what? Leave me alone. How can you revenge for something you, you know like? What? You have your topics. I have my topics. They well, have together topics. disgusting. No, they're not. They're interesting. I want to remind you guys of a show we did. I'm gagging already. Our third show. The third show we did. Go listen to it. It was. I was about to say Jeffrey. It's. (laughs) It was Edward Gein, and he used to skin people so he could make a suit for him. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you learned a lot from that one. So. We learned that we shouldn't let you pick topics, <laughs> but you're still picking topics. Well, for many centuries, London was a dangerous place and it was a magnet for the worst kind. Today, we are diving back into the gruesome stories of London's dark side. Guys, I'm obsessed with London at the moment. Yeah, but like, <laughs> can we just speak about London? Because the people in London no, are shame. crazy. Jack the Ripper. Yo. This man, the lady we no. did two weeks ago. Yeah. It's a bit of a... Uh, mm. What is the government doing to the people it's not great that side the 1940s were a time of war and conflict but that did not stop people from committing crimes today we will take a look at john george hay and his connection to the six bodies he destroyed in acid how can you kill people while there's a war going on like other people are stressing about possibly being bombed and like stuff like that and you busy putting people in acid you're a psychopath. I feel like he's the worst that mm. we've done. <laughs> you know, There's a war happening you, if you, you want to add you, to it. You're actually right. People are literally dying in the trenches. Yeah. And we're here killing people. And when they started bombing England, people, more people are dying. And you're adding. You, you're killing your own people. I swear this guy liked Hitler. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. So, John Hay was a Dan... A dangerous, dangerous. A dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what comes out of my mouth. John Hay was a dangerous man to know. If you were a friend of his and rich, the chances were you ended up with a bullet in the back of your head and your body dumped into a vat of sulfuric acid. Hectic. Sulfuric is the one that smells really gross, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one that smells like egg. The rotten egg. If I'm mistaken. Red. What are you doing with sulfuric acid? Oh, I learned it at school from chemistry. That's what they all say. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. 
says the lady who keeps up her gardens to bury her bodies. <laughs> <laughs> His theory was if there is no body, there was no crime, and he got away with it five times. His crimes fueled a life of luxury, living in an expensive London hotel, driving fast cars, and having his suits made in Seville Row. So I'm assuming he stole his money from the people that he killed. Yeah. To his friends and future victims, he was a man of culture and taste, eager to treat you to afternoon tea or an evening drink in his hotel and maybe take you up the road to a concert at the Royal Albert Hall until he knew you well enough to talk about your finances, the properties you owned and where he'd find your savings. He'd tell you about his strict Plymouth Brethren upbringing in Yorkshire where his parents built a seven-foot fence around his house and wouldn't let him bring any school friends back in case he was contaminated by the outside world. He was always a little vague about how he made his money and the explanation that he he gave was that he was a civil engineer and inventor and that basically seemed convincing enough. He even had a small workshop down in Crawley where if you really if he really liked you he would take you to discuss business deals. But once the door was closed behind you, things were far from friendly. Hectic. So yeah, he must have stolen his money from his victims. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, if he was already rich, do you think that there were then more people than the six? I think so. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like we never really know how many people our serial killers, killers have killed. Yeah. they the only people, unless they don't keep track. They're the only people that would know their body count. That is true. There was the fate of his sixth and last victim, and she was a kindly, talented lady who was also a resident in the hotel where he was living. I'm sure she liked him. Imagine like, liking yeah. a guy, then he throws you an acid. <laughs> Her okay. name was Mrs. Olive Durand Deacon. And she was a widow of a war hero and had been an aff- active suffragette in her day, even spending a night in the cells after throwing a brick through a window. So she was one of your little passionate feminist freedom fighter persons. Yeah. <laughs> but now she was a respectable lady in her late 60s and rich. Shame. She was delighted to hear that nice Mr. Hay, who sat on the table opposite her in the hotel, was an inventor. Hmm. She had a scheme herself to produce a patent artificial fingernails. Oh, is this where our fake came from? No, she died before she could. Yeah, but look, she had the idea. Yeah, but she she died before <laughs> she could paint and, and do it. But she had the idea, guys. This is where all you y'all who put on fake nails. Thank Mrs. Olive Deacon. Sorry, Mrs. Olive. The <laughs> idea was nice. <laughs> well, we all use it now, and it's nearly a yeah. hundred years later. Wait, how do they know that? I'm thinking. If she was rich, she probably had this idea and was it was in development okay. while she got killed. Yeah. So technically she would still then be responsible yeah. for it. So all the ladies out there with your nails painted. There we go. There we go. You learned something. Where have I been? I went to someone, past someone's house in Europe and they were the person who created mascara. Really? Yeah. I can't remember where it was. It was either Germany, Prague, or Poland. It was one of the two. One of the three. I don't know which one, but she invented mascara. So again, ladies, we have her to thank. (laughs) (laughs) So we are in 1949. Okay, wait, this is actually after the war. 
Because the war ended in 45. It still doesn't matter. <laughs> People died. So, it was the post-war period when women wanted a bit of glamour. Mr. Hay liked the idea and suggested she come down to his workshop to look at a few blueprints he knocked up for the project. Listen, I've learned, if I've learned anything from the show, if you're ever going somewhere, please take a friend. Or, like, don't go to someone's dodgy workshop. Meet in a public no, place. No, I agree. If you're discussing plans, please do it at a restaurant yeah. with our witnesses. Okay. And that was the last time anyone ever, ever saw of her. When Mrs. Durand Deacon appeared to have vanished off the face of the earth, her friends and family were desperate. It was John Hay who took her best friend to the police station to report the matter. This man. <laughs> I love people like this. You know what? It's one thing to commit a crime. But when you are literally like, listen, we don't know where she is. Like, she's literally talking to the police. Okay. It takes My guts. jaw dropped because I, she, likes, she likes this man. And I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> that he's busy going to the police station with a friend and comforting her probably as she's crying. Mm. And he knows it she's an It takes to do that. It takes confidence. All I'm saying is she knows <laughs> what sulfuric acid smells like. I did chemistry in high school. Please leave me alone. Me too. I don't know what sulfuric acid did smells you not, like. Did you not do... I will not say whether I did or did not. But the point of did the matter is... Did you not do experiments with sulfuric acid? Uh, we did experiments. I don't know what we did though. I, you know I know we did use potassium. But here's another thing with him. So it's one thing for serial killers to kill people of fame and fortune because he's killed people who have money, which means people notice when they go missing. Yeah. It's a very different thing when, when serial killers kill like prostitutes like Jack the Ripper yeah. or homeless people who end up then a lot of people don't even realize they're missing. Yeah. So, I mean, this is another, it's a bold step for him as well to be killing people of such high profile. Well, I guess his motive for killing them was is money. The money. Yeah. So. But the lady police sergeant, go you, Mrs. I don't know your name, mm. be became suspicious of Hayes' jaunty manner and the investigation showed he'd sold off Mrs. Deacon's jewelry in the first few days and even had her fur coat cleaned. When they came to search through the rubble in the yard outside Hay of Hayes' workshop, an observant pathologist spotted what he recognized as a couple of human gallstones and then more recognizable was a set of false teeth why this, did that dissolve i don't actually know that's weird and the gallstones wouldn't go as well apparently i don't think it dissolves everything yeah that's actually quite strange mm. But that was th what was all that was left of Mrs. Deacon. That is so hectic. <laughs> That's not a nice way to go out. <laughs> Your core stones and false teeth. <laughs> yeah. Inside the workshop, police found a large metal drum and beside it several containers of acid, a wartime revolver and gloves and an apron splattered with the acid. Hay confessed to the murder and to five others over the years, always shooting his victims first, using the revolver he'd stolen from one of his victims and then disposing of them in the metal drum filled with acid. Hmm. After a couple of days, the resulting sludge would be poured down the drain or out into the workshop yard. I really want to... I don't even want to know how many people have stunk. actually... No, but here's my thing. How many people have actually been disposed of this way that we don't know yeah. of? Now that I think about it. Yeah. That's a bit gross. But then if he says... If it says the remainder of the stuff would be spilt out, it means it didn't dissolve everything. Yeah, well, I mean, if he dissolved, there's still, like, cludge 
Jenny! <laughs> That's so disgusting. I just ate yogurt. <laughs> yogurt is disgusting. Yogurt is not disgusting. <laughs> I hate yogurt. Yeah. He said in the case of Mrs. Duran Deacon, he'd even had time for a cup of tea and a fried egg on toast at the local cafe before shooting her and starting the acid bath treatment. Then Hay made a further confession as if he... As if what he'd already said wasn't bad enough. He said his main motive was for the murders was his urge to drink the victim's blood. What? <laughs> he cut a nick in their neck and fill a glass or two with their blood to quench his thirst. A knife okay. was... <laughs> was he killing for the money then? Or was there something I think that's more a bonus. You know what? I feel like a lot of serial killers have messed up things. Yeah. I feel like the money was the bonus. I feel this was more the whole sadistic behind it. You get what I'm saying? Oof. Because let's say you're killing for the money. Not going to then be like, oh, maybe let me drink his blood. Do you like get what I'm class. saying? Let me pour myself a glass of Do you blood. see what I'm saying? If I'm killing oh. for the money, oh. I'm killing for the money. I'm not then being like, oh, maybe I should drink blood. No. Yeah. But if I'm drinking blood, I'll be like, Okay, the money is now added bonus. Yeah. Do you get what Plus I'm saying? Plus, he needed to make a living somehow because exactly. I'm sure he spent most of his time. So I actually can't. That's disgusting. To be fair, when I chose this topic, I didn't know about the blood ah, drinking. Ah, 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 sorry, <laughs> you read the topic. You knew what was happening and in this then, video. Ah, ah, and ah, then ah. I watched the video for our research, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> Okay, so a knife was found in the glove pocket of an expensive Elvis car sitting outside his hotel. But this vampire story, this now was the thing. Some believed he didn't actually drink the blood. He just used the story to make him sound like a madman and then escape the gallows and rather be sent to a mental hospital. Mm. So... There actually now isn't any, there wasn't any evidence that he actually drank the blood. It was more of a escape. A lot of people said it was a scapegoat to avoid being hung. Hectic. Yeah. This was a task for the jury to decide. At his trial, it only took them half an hour to reject the insanity plea and then dispatch him to a commended cell in Wadsworth Prison. Hayes' last few days were spent making sure he went down in history as a vampire who perfected <laughs> a way of finding his victim and using his forgery skills to put their money into his own bank account. Um, yeah, so that's how he did it. He forged signatures. He'd have his barber come to the prison to cut his hair, only stopped receiving visitors when he had to start wearing Wearing prison clothes. He welcomed Madame Toussaint into his cell one afternoon before his execution. And they took an exacting three hours making a life mask for a wax model they put up the day after his death. Even wearing the clothes specifically chosen and donated by Hay himself. I'm going to Madame Toussaint. I'm going to see if his wax sculpture is there. I'll send you a picture. I don't want to see it. <laughs> like, that's a lost person's... I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Like, you see all those wax sculptures. And uh, they look real here. Yeah. And then, like, they've got, like, all the medieval things. That's cool. I'm so excited. This is, guys, this is the reason I'm choosing lots of London topics. Uh, it's just me getting keen <laughs> yes, to go Yes, yes. But, but if you think she's not allowed to go, it's obviously the Diana Memorial. I will be there. 
I don't have a choice. My father says I have to go. So I should like, haunt you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'll go to Madame Tussauds. If I find this guy, I will tell you. Yeah, please take a show. video. I'll take. I'll take a video. Yeah. I just must not forget. I must make a mental note. Otherwise, I'm going to get there and completely <laughs> I've forgotten. Matisha lists in his eye for detail to the last. He asked the prison governor if he might meet the hangman to check he got his weight right. As he explained, his sprightly walk suggested a man of less weight that he was and he should be taken into account when calculating the drop in the gallery. This man is like, why is he making demands is my number yeah, one no, question. I don't understand why they're fulfilling like, the demands. Exactly. And then like, my number two is, why do you want to make sure that the person is going to hang you? Uh-uh. This man is not okay. He actually wasn't okay. No. But it, we knew this from, he, he was killing people and putting them in acid. Yeah. That's the clue, number one, that he's not fine. No, for me it was the blood and then the, the asking to make sure his weight is correct. That's crazy. The governor assured him that Mr. I, you can say that. Pierre name, Point. That one, was, who was a notorious and experienced executioner, would make provision for this without having to meet him. John Hay remains in the, remained in the public eye in a spectacle episode exhibition in the Museum of London where a collection of grisly relics were open to the public view for the New Scotland Yards in infamous Black Museum. Ooh. Why would they like, what why was this? all of this stuff being made for him? I no, don't no, 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 I think I think, I, let me, I want to Google this quickly, this Black Museum. I think While you're Googling Black the museum. gloves Where and apron it? That he used to protect himself from the burns from the acid are now on show. Who cares? I'll go look at that. Together with Mrs. Duran Deacon's gold stones and her dentures and the revolver. What? <laughs> the lady's yeah, gold so stones. Cool. It's in Scotland, London. Yeah. It's the crime museum. Cool. You have to go. I'm going. Yes. Yes. Great. I'll film it. Thank you. For you. Perfect. Yes. And we'll send it out on YouTube for you guys somewhere in That's January. That's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know there was a crime museum. That is cool. Okay. The fact that you're going to see a gallstones though, don't That's film quite that. disgusting. That is gross. I won't film that part. Yeah. But, um, what? <laughs> oh, I'm excited now. <laughs> Perhaps one of the sadistic, oh, not sadistic, saddest. I don't know how I got sadistic. <laughs> Saddest casualties in all of this was Hayes' young, attractive girlfriend, Barbara Stephens, who stuck by him for five years, fully intending to marry. Sorry, is okay, this wait. after or before this they is, found no, out no, he's no, a no, criminal? No, 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 sorry. This is like Hitler's girlfriend there, nicely, nicely. Who's Did she know she was, he was committing crimes? She stuck by him in the prison. Oh. Uh -uh. What do you want to marry there, man? What would they talk about? Yeah, here's a question. With a guy like this, what do you talk about? So what acid did you use? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my thing. You're going out with someone. Mm. Real, this I'm asking now, I want your honest, honest yes. opinion. You're going out with someone. Yes. And then you've been with them for like three years. Mm. And you find out they've been killing people on mm. the side. Mm. What do you do? I leave them. But the Bible says till death do us part. Oh, we married. Mm. We married, hey? Mm. Are we married? Yeah. I'd tell them to go cheat on me so get divorced. <laughs> okay, I'd have to kill them. So you're killing them? 
Yeah. But then you also... Not going to spend the rest of my life with you. <laughs> Why don't you just start killing together? Okay, guys. I'm so kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. smell of sulfuric <laughs> acid is. She's making these cards. No, no, I'm scared. No, she I'm comes back serious. next so week. Actually, so no, 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 no. I'm being deadly serious. If that happened, what would you do? If we married. Yeah. No, I'd have to get a divorce. No, I'd, I'd, I'd hand them into the authorities. So you'd hand them into the authorities, but mm. you stay married to them. I have to. I can't divorce them. Bible doesn't say. Sure. I just pray they get saved. Sure. Deep stuff. You heard it here, guys. I know. I'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. Because what? You can't. Good riddance to bad rubbish. <laughs> and then you just pray they die in jail. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, what if it was like more of a petty crime? So like not what? murder. So grand larceny. It's still a crime. I'm handing you in. Okay, and if he... Okay, just like theft? Like from the, but I'm bank. sure there's a reason why the court allows that if you guys are married, you don't, you don't like, you're not allowed to be forced to testify against them. Yeah, and you get conjugal visit visits. Yeah, I'll come visit you in prison with my Bible, <laughs> and we'll my discuss Bible. where you went wrong and why even, this is a crime. Bring you a rosary, exactly. <laughs> not that I even follow Everything, the rosary. I promise you, I'm going to get holy water. I'm gonna bring oil for the anointing. I'm bringing <laughs> communion. Everything. Everything. It's a brunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but from prison. <laughs> You're not staying in my. Because yeah, the conjugal visits is when then they have you get like time in a room alone with your husband. Yeah. We don't need that time. We just need time across the class where I slip him the Bible and I say, read it. Yeah, with the little phones. <laughs> I've always wanted to So what did Proverbs say? Those, what did it say? Those little phones. I've always wanted to Do we have those in there. South Africa? Is it I just don't the even class know. With the holes in it. Oh, that's so I think that's America. I want the little phone. No, I don't think I they do that I want to be there anymore. and be like... Li, 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 li. Or maybe in maximum security. I have the prison by my house. Let's go. Yeah, we'll, we'll go visit. You know, my mom's friend's son mm. is in that prison <gasps> for murder. For murder. Okay, you see, we can say we're visiting, but we won't actually visit. We'll just, no, no, wait, that's a bit scary. Yeah, but he's in the lower part. He was, he was there. You know, prison. I've always want. Sorry, guys, we've gone off on a prison tangent. Yeah. I've always wanted to visit Alcatraz. Yes, Alcatraz. Yes. Oh my goodness, I'd give anything to visit. Oh, but Alcatraz. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't actually go, but I'd love to. But I wouldn't go. <laughs> I'd go. And the ro- icy cold water. What if you fall? But you're gonna die in a boat. Uh uh-uh. uh. Sorry, the boat can't save I'd me. I'd go to Alcatraz and Robin Island. Yeah, Robin Island. I think that could be really. I wouldn't cool. go to Robin Island as well. But I want to go. But I, I wouldn't want go. to go. If you don't know what Robben Island is, for those who aren't South African, it is the prison where Nelson Mandela spent majority of his prison time. Don't you still see time. the stones that they had to break? I've never been to Robben Island, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I still don't know. I just wouldn't go because yeah, I'd I don't go there and I'd the go to ice cold water. I'd go to Alcatraz. No, a hundred and ten percent. I don't even remember where we were in this show. <laughs> oh, the girlfriend. That's how we got onto this. So. Haim had managed to compartmentalize his life in such a way to and to such an extent that she had no inkling of the dark side of the man she loved. But that's the sad thing. I mean, yeah. a lot of the times when you watch like Criminal Minds, we watch True Crime, a lot of these serial killers are like family people who yeah. have families. And next thing you're like, wait, police are knocking on your door. Ma'am, your husband killed 
40 people. Imagine, and all you know, man, is this loving man who sits and smiles What do you, I mean, what do the, you do? On the couch. And I mean, I know we, I know we just said that we'd let them go to prison and stick by, like, not get divorced. But imagine now the scrutiny you're getting from, like, the public, yeah. from other family yeah. members, from friends, yeah. being like, how can you stick by this evil Wait, man? the first thing is, how did you not know? That's the first question I ask. I'm like, you live with them. How did that you not know? True. That's you, crazy. But I mean, it is. I mean, think about it. Some. I mean, a lot of them have like personality disorders. Yeah. So when they're at home with you, it's not the same person who's crawling the streets at night. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And I mean, you see that with lots of people. Lots of people can be very different around yeah. the people that. You get what I'm Dangerous. saying. She admitted later in life that she had never found out if she had ever found out that the chances were she probably would have he would have probably got rid of her as well. Mm. So if she'd found out she he must have really loved her. Yeah. John Hay made friends wherever he went. The police liked him and the chaplain who knelt to pray with him in his cell minutes before his execution spoke affectionately about him. What was with this man? What is going on? What is he charismatic? What's going on? uh, What's that guy we did? The Casanova killer. Yeah. His parents still loved him and firmly believed God would forgive him. Even the judge at his trial, Mr. Justice Humphreys. Is his name Justice? Was yeah. it Mr. Justice? No, it's Mr. Justice. I said Justice, Justice but I thought, aren't Justice's judges? I don't know. I swear you call it... But this is his name. Okay, well, Mr. Humphreys must... So, yeah, so even the judge at his trial must have had a certain curiosity for the man sitting in the dock spending most of his time doing crossword because a few years later, Mr. Humphreys, in his retirement, decided to become a resident himself at the same hotel of the vic- of John Hay and his last victim. Mm, suspicious. I do know that John Hay was then hung and then buried in the prison mm-hmm. graveyard. Uh. Mm-mm. It's not a nice way to go out. Sorry. At least he had a grave. His victims were sludge. Mm. How did the cops like him? I still wonder. But this man, honestly, if you look at his requests, he was very charismatic and the probably charming. The fact that charming. he got some. The fact, the fact that he could go, I just want to make sure he's got my weight right. Because, you know, the way I walk makes it seem like I'm heavy. Like, he probably... You see, my thing is, he doesn't seem like that sadistic, yeah. evil man who's yeah. killing and drinking blood. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? That scares it's me. It's very weird. Yeah, the fact that he can... Yeah, because he can put on this whole face. Mm. You, If you walked past this man in the shop... And you dropped something, he'd probably be the one to pick it yeah. up and give it back oh, sorry, to you. Here we go. Yeah, if you oh, dropped your wallet, man is giving it back to you. And then he's saying, Come to my workshop, let's discuss how much is in your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like, oh, No. No. Damn. Now I have to be careful of all the people who are nice to me in the store, in the mall, on the roads. Why are you letting me through? What are your intentions? Okay, here's my thing though. Can you actually ever trust people? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, psychos probably don't look like psychos. That's my thing. That's my thing. Psycho don't look like psychos. They look like ordinary people. You do get the ones who are schizophrenic and all over the place and like completely obsessed with like demonic. You get those yeah. ones. But a majority of them, I mean, you know the character Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. He's a sociopath. Yeah. 
But I mean, when you look at it, yes, he's a bit odd. Mm. But if you saw him walking down the street, you're not being like, that man, it's not like he's got a picture of the devil on his t-shirt. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of these people, and I mean, I feel like, let's take the Zodiac, for example. Yeah. That's probably another reason he was never caught was because he was probably just this friendly neighborhood yeah. Sam that everyone's like, oh, there's Sam from down the road. Yeah. Next thing, Meanwhile, Zodiac so killing your grandma. Yeah, he's Zodiac killer Same there. Markets. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't actually know. Yeah. And that's what makes, that's why I like doing these type of things, even though Nolene despises me for the gruesome parts tsk, of it. Tsk, tsk. Is that it's actually quite interesting to understand. I mean, like this guy. He's drinking blood, but he's able to charm his way through prison. Mm. And get the cops to like him. Exactly. The, the priest. The chaplain yeah. liked him. Yeah. What? But no, we putting people in acid. Hectic. So, if God did forgive him, I suppose I will see him in heaven one day and then I'll ask him about it. Well, I suppose yeah, if, he re- if he gave his life and repented, yeah, then we will see him in heaven. That is actually quite crazy to think about. That is. Because now I have to be like, Father God, this man was dipping people in acid, this one here. You know what? I, I stand next to me. I mean, the other day I thought, you know, okay, because if you've listened to our show for long enough, you would have heard the Hitler episode of how Hitler didn't die. If you mm-hmm. haven't listened, however, listen to that. But I mean, if he did, let's say Hitler didn't die and he didn't commit suicide and he lived out the rest of his days and he came to know Christ, Hitler's in heaven. Yeah. And that's crazy. That is crazy. Although I feel like if he really did come to know Christ, he would have turned himself in. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But you never know what happens on people's deathbeds. Yeah. You don't know what revelations like they come to. Like what freaks me out is like the people who repent last minute before they yeah. die. Because it's like, God, how do we know they'll never go back? Because they haven't lived the straight life now. So how do we know that they're never going to... Yeah, but well, I guess I'm, God can see people's hearts. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's a God of mercy. Yeah. But, I mean, that is quite a thing. Because you don't know what people go through on their deathbeds. Yeah. You don't know what they're what they're going through emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. I mean... Yo, Hitler. Imagine. I was about to say, I'll tell you guys after I get to heaven, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> we'll send a sign. <laughs> Hitler's yeah, guys. <laughs> um... Yeah, so despite the gruesomeness, I think he was quite an interesting character. Although I definitely think he was killing... If he was drinking the blood, the money was the bonus. Yeah. I don't think he was the other way around. Yeah. With, like, what we've read at the end of the story, he most probably was drinking the blood. He wasn't lying about that. Because he just seems like... It's his personality. What if he had... I feel... What if he had multiple personalities? And one is like this savage, demonic man who's drinking blood and burying people in acid. Mm. And the other one is the charming, chaplain-loving Mr. with a girlfriend. Mm. That's crazy. I feel like lots of these serial killers probably have that. Yeah. Because, they, I mean, it is quite something to go back home and pretend you didn't just murder someone. I don't think they pretend. I think it's just a thing where you switch modes. But that's my thing. That's are. like a double personality where they literally yeah. they literally change who they are. So it's not like he has to lie to you about killing someone. Because for him, it's like, who killed someone? Exactly. I didn't kill anyone. You guys, uh-uh. the mind <laughs> of a serial killer. <laughs> what I wouldn't give to know what happens inside their brains. Yeah. That is so interesting. I feel like we went on many tangents in we this did. show. 
But it's all for your benefit. Yep. But I suppose that is it for this week. We will see you next time. But from now until next week, no mornings, no funerals. At SFM, radio has never, ever been better. Haven't you heard? It's the Netflix of radio.